Hello, everyone, and welcome to episode 64 of Zion's Finest. In this episode, I'm joined by Colin Hambrick. He was the runner-up at Gen Con, and he is an awesome guy. He's going to give a report about how he did at Gen Con. We are waiting for Lethal to drop. We think it's going to drop on August 23rd. I'm pretty positive that is the street date that we're working on. And so the last bits of Store Champs should see, you should have, you should have Lethal just because of how IA structure or how FFG structures its IA tournament regulations. Um, there is no gap in terms of like after Lethal drops, it's immediately legal for um, Store Championships. So you should be seeing them. We're going to be seeing how the meta is shaped. Obviously, this is going to have a big impact in terms of it is going to be tough for the dominant rebel archetype to survive. Well, mate, let's not say survive. We'll just say it's going to take an immediate hit, and it's not clear like what the reaction is going to be. Obviously, there are going to be lots of creative people that are going to be working on it. It's going to be really interesting to see how that works out. Um, but that's where we're at. Now, after Store Champs drops, we don't really have a ton of new... Th new. There's not going to be a ton of new um, content or new information before regional starts. I mean, obviously, we'll keep doing podcasts and everything like that. But we're having like run through the course of Store Champs. It's been really interesting. I mean, interesting because... Like we've gone through this store champ season as just like in a continuation of the world's store champ season. So I, I you might know this. I hope I hope everyone who's listening to the podcast knows this, but I've been trying to gather organized player results. So I, I've been soliciting them on the Facebook group, on the forums, and on the Slack channel for store champs is obviously primarily what we've been going on right now. I've also been I've gotten the information for worlds, for Gen Con, for Euros, and for last year's regionals in terms of as much as I can get. I've got the 2017-2018 winner and runner-up at regionals. Now, if you've got information on that, I would love to have it. Because what I've just been trying to do is just get kind of get a bead on where the meta has been going. There's lots of really interesting information. Obviously, store champs are kind of weird because lots of people are trying to run off-meta lists or just they just don't take it as seriously in terms of it's not about winning every single game, but there might be something that they've been trying to work on. That's how I was with my Jedi Knight Luke Spies list. So it's not like this is where the meta is at. However, it has been very interesting to see that Jabba, I'm calling it the Jabba's pointers list just because there's not a, a better name that I've heard. It's the Jabba point manipulation. So it's lists that run Jabba, run all the good scum stuff, but they have also, they're running um, price on their heads and celebration. In addition, like they are, Focus, not focus, but they are able to play the objective game. So they might have hired guns or they've got lots of cheap units so that they don't care if Vader kills a few of them. Um, that, that list has been doing very well recently. So it's not clear how rigorous that is, but it has been doing very well. It's going to be interesting because it's not clear that that list is taking a massive hit with Lethal. I mean, doubt is obviously going to hurt the focus strain. But if the list is more built on getting points from objectives and then occasionally scoring big kills, eh, it's not clear that that is as big of a deal. So we shall see. I know it sounds a little greedy to say this, but it would be really, really good to get some additional information from FFG in terms of withals dropping. It would be nice to know like when we can expect the next set to come out. It has been way, way too long. I mean, going 10 months, almost 11 months in between releases is way too long. For FFG. And obviously, I have been, you know, continuing my letter writing campaign to FFG to make sure that it's clear that 
it's that's just not good enough right like getting heart of the empire that drops and has an awesome i think heart of the empire even though i hate vader with the fire of Ten Thousand Suns, he has done a lot of great things for the game in terms of shaking up the meta it really did break the hunter hold on the meta and that's awesome but going 11 months in between box releases is just way too long and so I, I've, I would like it if FFG would be a little bit more transparent in terms of like when we can expect the next set, we're getting the next campaign and that's awesome. I expect that we'll be getting news in the next month or so, but for those of you who, like me, are willing to be annoying and pesky, you should write your emails to FFG and tell them how much we love IA and like to get additional content um, so we can get more news. Um, on to the episode. Okay, so this episode is going to be awesome. Obviously, Colin is going to give a great report on how he did at Gen Con. There was an issue with his list. The list that he took to Gen Con had 41 points. There's a very simple reason for this. He had painted the base of his Jawa figure red um, because that's just how he his particular paint scheme. When And then when he was compiling his cards to take to Gen Con, he took the elite version of the Jawa as opposed to the regular version of the Jawa. That was, it was discovered on Facebook. There was, it's clear there was absolutely no malicious, uh, no malicious intent with this. And it's also clear that Colin has felt awful about this. He gave his top eight playmat to the ninth place finner, finisher, Carl LeFrancois. I don't know how you say your last name, Carl. I'm sorry. Sounds like a very cool name. Um, and Colin has just done absolutely everything he could to rectify the situation. When it was discovered on the Slack, or um, when it was discovered on Facebook when we were talking about it on the Slack channel, I made very clear that I wasn't gonna I wasn't going to get on board with anybody because I feel like there's this tendency, something like this happens, and then there are people who are like, oh my gosh, this is a huge deal, when realistically, this isn't a huge deal. And it's not just because like we're playing this like Star Wars miniatures game. It is not that big of a deal to have an elite Jawa as opposed to a regular Jawa. Turns out they're both pretty good. There is a two-point health difference, but like honestly, there's no indication that it mattered at all in the game. And so I have just... I think like our community response was amazing. And I want to emphasize like at the start of the episode, how awesome it is that Colin, that this was brought up, that Colin immediately owned it and that, you know, he took, did everything he absolutely could to rectify it. And the community response is really, really good. That's one reason why our community is amazing is because we're willing to give grace to each other. And I think it is important to emphasize that, that, the community's reaction to this is more important than what actually happened. And I know that's not the case with all FFG games. So anyway, I don't want to get too much here or anything, but I love you all. And I am very, very glad that we were able to handle it so well. Okay. So on to the episode. Hello and welcome to episode 76 of Zion's Finest. This is Kenny Brown. In this episode, I'm joined by Colin Hambrick. Hello, Kenny. Colin is uh, calling us all the way from Indiana. He is going to be giving a report of his amazing run at Gen Con, the North American Championships for Imperial Assault or recently held. I think we had a little over 40, maybe 50 players. Uh, Do you know exactly, Colin? I believe it was 54 players. Um, awesome. Yeah, 54. Awesome. Awesome. So we had 54 players. Great showing. Um, some amazing players went. We obviously had a lot of guys from the Slack channel that were there. Um, it was 
Awesome tournament. Sounds like the meta was pretty diverse. We're going to let Colin kind of go into that. Spoiler alert, Colin did very, very well. He took second in the entire tournament, and he is going to regale us with his, his tales of how he did so well. We're gonna, And I'm going to ask some questions in terms of follow-up. But first off, Colin, let's give a quick introduction for yourself. Tell us where you're from, how long you've been playing IA. Give, give us the, the good general background. All right. Thanks, Kenny. Uh, I'm from the uh, southern Indiana Louisville region. I got into Imperial Assault uh, last year, right after the X-Wing Store Champs, when I got my core set. Uh, I've been kind of casually playing Skirmish a couple months through there, and only recently this summer did I really start to seriously get into Skirmish, meaning I got onto the Slack channel, which I highly, highly recommend if anybody's looking to improve their Skirmish game. I started listening to all the podcasts and playing tons of games on Vassal. So all in all, I've really played just over a year, but I really feel like I've started to really, really play just about a couple months ago. Yeah, absolutely. Tell us um, what kind of list, like what kind of list did you, do you like to run? Do you play the campaign? Uh, no, I have not played the campaign. I have plans to play the campaign, especially with the, uh, the digital app coming uh, this school year. Uh, mostly when I first started playing Skirmish, I, we, me and my roommate started playing a really like uh, thematic and fun lists, as they're called, like uh, all trooper lists, Jedi lists. He really likes his Jedi lists. Um, I played uh, a list with the three walkers. Like that's a oh. yeah, oh that, that didn't didn't go well at all. Go <laughs> um, figure. As I started to get more and more serious into skirmish, I started to actually play a lot of Vader. Oh, okay. Uh, I really, really liked Vader's ability. My uh, my roommate played Han, and I think me and him misplayed Han. That Han could fire back every time he was attacked. So oh. I was, I was playing. Yeah, I was playing against an overpowered Han here. So I found a natural solution would be if I just choke with Vader. So my Vader play was nothing like uh, what you'd expect from a Vader play. I'd always just camp back and uh, choke with him. And as I started to you know like look into the different strategies and what. And whatnot, I found out about hunters and all the mm. really, really cool hunter cards you could throw down and all the nice damage you could get out out of cards like Assassinate <laughs> and Tools for the Job. So Turns out they're pretty good. Yes, they are. So I started switching into uh, the mercenary faction, Scum and okay. Villainy. Uh, I started trying out IG-88. I played a lot of him on Vassal. And I kind of think that I was a bit too aggressive with him. Every time I'd play with him, he would seem to fall apart. And I think yeah. most of like people's advice was wait for Blaze of Glory. But yep. I, I don't know. I just can never do that. Uh, the weak wave parts, <laughs> on the other hand, I, I like them a lot much better. They it just uh, their their abilities with being hidden, their innate rerolls. Mm-hmm. They do so much better with focus. They're hunter and smuggler traits. Yeah, because they got access to on the lamb. Uh, they were so. Like, I actually got a second side of them elite. I I normally didn't do like. I I was I'm never one to like you know buy online like that. But for the uh, the weekways, I felt it was necessary to get a second copy of them. They oh were just yeah, so good. I mean they're so good. Yeah, all, hands down, my favorite unit in the game. Yeah, I mean they they are they they are just the most efficient unit in the game, right? I mean maybe jets may, might give them a little bit of run for their money in terms of the durability for offense cost, but realistically, like they're just the best, most most efficient unit in the game, and there's just not really anything to say about that. 
Yeah, I would say they're a close tie for first with uh, Greedo in terms of uh, just oh, yeah. wall fishing. Oh, yeah. yeah, I, I oh, started yeah. figuring out uh, Greedo, uh, <laughs> how to play around his weakness and how to use his strengths. Mm. Uh, for the uh, Louisville Store Champs, turn one, I was able to get a shot onto Dracotta uh, around a corner, no return fire, and took out Dracotta turn one with Greedo. So, oh, yeah, you yeah. should feel bad about that, Colin. I I kind of did but it also felt kind of good at the same time yeah you don't you don't sound like your feet you feel too bad about it oh it, it was it was definitely a relief to get <laughs> jakarta off yeah. to the board and not have greedo off the board either so greedo is just absolutely fantastic he has so Greedo's many uses amazing. he's like a walking landmine once you get him focused and with a i like to run him with the uh elite claudite so i put a uh, the Elite oh, Claudite is another really good figure that I've started to take liking to. Um, again, it's in that six-point slot, so there's a lot of competition for some other really good figures. Yeah. Uh, I love the access to spy cards. Spy control can really I'm come in handy. Definitely. Absolutely. Uh, the other thing, though, is round one conspire. I feel like that's also really good. Yeah. For those out there um, you don't know, it's Conspire. You roll uh, your attack rule plus a yellow dice, and for every surge you get, up to three surges, you can add a uh, a wild power token to any adjacent figure. So mm. round one, I whenever I deploy, I have to make sure Greedo is next to the Claudite, because even if I roll just one surge, which has happened, at least Greedo gets his power token. Like, that's obligatory. Because so what do you, and what, what uh, power token do you give him? Oh, the the uh, damage power token. Okay, yeah, makes total sense. Just improve that efficiency even more. Yep, because even if he goes down, he can still use that power token for his like parting shot. Mm-hmm. Absolutely, absolutely. Yeah, Greedo is such an amazingly good character. Yes, I have, <laughs> he and like he's he's a character who it's who he has never been overrated enough. Like he is so good. He's been in back to back winning worlds lists. He is just a backbone of all scum of all good scum lists. I'm not saying like you don't need, I'm not saying you need to run him in order to have a good scum list, but he is so incredibly efficient for his cost in terms of his damage output, hunter smuggler, the problems that he causes for your opponent. I mean, I think that in my, so DT's game against Greg Monson, uh, the world's final Greedo, in my opinion, did more for DT than any any figure because he camped up. So they were playing on Uscrew. DT was on bottom. Greg was on top. And DT put um, Greedo on the right side. So if you're looking at it, you know, top to bottom, you put him on the right side, threatening Greg's terminal. And in order to do anything to him, Greg would have to commit forces down there. So instead, he had to go all the way to the right and was taking long bomb shots with his Rangers, right? And so, man, I just like... Like that is Greedo is just always going to cause problems like that for your opponent. So he's awesome. Awesome. Yeah, figure. absolutely. Awesome. Cool. Very cool. All right. Well, with that being said, tell us what was your list going for Gen Con? All right. My list was two elite recoil pirates, the elite Claudite shapeshifter, Jabba, Greedo, Gideon Argus, C3PO, an elite Jabba scavenger, black market, Devious scheme, and then of course temporary alliance. Absolutely. So tell us about like the thoughts, like well, like why why this list? Why not IG? Right? Like why why are we taking what we're taking as opposed to IG? So again, I've really felt like I played IG. Um, I always was too aggressive with him. 
he he didn't really stand to benefit from the slow play, which I'll get into with the weak ways and mm-hmm. Claudite. Uh, I I always just felt like I just rushed him up just instinctively, and he'd always go down. And once he goes down, you're in a bit of uh, rough waters. I also yeah. felt like um, having two sets of weak way. So <laughs> a funny story about the list building. I started my second game of Vassal was using DT's list and I actually played it against him, which he, of course, destroyed. <laughs> and of course. All the summer I was just kind of messing around with different combinations. And eventually I realized that DT's world's list had everything. It had, you know, IG, the weak way and just card draw, control, the only problem was, though, it only had one set of weak way. And I feel like if the moment one of the weak way goes down, that just cuts into so much of your potential. So having two yeah. groups, I felt like all the games I played on Vassal with two groups, it just felt like so much stronger. Like that felt like the, the scum training wheels in a way, if you will. Yeah, So I totally get that. I, I, I really felt a lot comfortable with two sets of weak way over IG. Mm-hmm. Um, I brought Jabba, Gideon, and 3PO all for focus to get like to get all three of those focused right away. Actually, I would I would only focus uh, two of those because one of those focus turn one would always go to Greedo. Like Greedo, Greedo yeah. would get the Great power time. token, he'd get the focus, any buffs, he it would go to him first. Yep, absolutely. Um, let's see. And then, uh, Jabba was also really good for the card draw. Uh, Black Market was also really good with Jabba because he can just take the ping and yeah. get the more draw from that. Uh, I also really wanted to fit Devious Scheme in my list. That's another thing over the summer I've really discovered through my Vassal games that mm-hmm. Devious really, <laughs> really helps. Yeah, I, turns I out it's pretty good. I, I didn't, with especially with the map changes, I didn't think that, um, there would be like a good side and bad side. Well, I mean, Tarkin does have the really good side. Uh, Greedo's treehouse is amazing for Greedo yeah. and other figures to go into. But most people did tell me in my games that it was the initiative swing gained by Devious that really, really helped it, especially against Vader lists. Which Absolutely. that was that was my str- uh, the matchup I knew I was going to suffer the most in was Vader lists because in the games yeah. I've played. The riots come in blocking line of sight if I'm unlucky. Uh, Vader and the Jets just swoop down. I, I'd usually try to like you know move my figures. The whole point of my list is to uh, to buff up the quays with focuses, power tokens, and hidden. Usually by yeah. turn two, I have all four of them and Greedo just loaded up with tokens. The Claudite goes into assassin mode, and I move out and just try to destroy my opponent. Usually yeah. I, I'm able to do that, but with Vader, he gets up on your grill usually by the end of turn one breaks down your door and you got a little bit of a rogue one scenario there. So yep, absolutely. I knew that was going to be my roughest matchup, but that's generally the idea of the list is just to buff up and roll out and steamroll your opponent. What, um, spy cards were you running with the Claudite? I was running into leak and strat shift. I I was thinking about running comms disruption, but I got hit by strap shift several times on Vassal, and just the absolute swing of that itself was enough for me to want to run it myself. Yeah, it's it's such a good. I've been playing that card for a long, long, long time, and if I guess like the reason I've been playing it for a while, and I guess spies have kind of been out of out of uh, fashion for a little yeah. bit. But strat shift is, I think. Most people would agree who've like really thought about it that strat shift against most matchups is worse than intelligence leak. Going from you know six cards to two cards, 
is way worse than like losing a single card most of the time. That depends, obviously. Losing Blaze is a big deal. Yeah. Losing On the Lamb is a big deal, or um, Son of Skywalker or something like that. But but just losing the flexibility of having all those cards in hand, oh, that's devastating. That's another reason why I didn't want to run IG, because for those two mm. points from Blaze of Glory, I could also buy Strat Shift and Intel Leak, which were, yep. I thought were pretty good for control. Great point. Absolutely great point. Awesome. Okay, so we've got we've got your list in hand. So let's do an overview of Swiss. How did how did Swiss go? All right, my first round I was set up against Carl Le Francois, who ah uh, unbeknownst to me was the Canadian national champion. At, yeah, he's the, pretty good. Oh, I had no clue. At the moment, <laughs> he just seemed like a person with a really nice accent and some amazingly painted figures. Yes, yes. I've, I, I've, I was he at Worlds, or I have seen his. I maybe it was on stream or something that I saw them. But yes, absolutely right. Uh, but then the uh, Tos hit us with a strat shift of their own, and they redid the bracket. So that was just, oh. just just as we got everything set up, I did farewell <laughs> to Carl and went to my first opponent, who was uh, Bailey Streeter. Okay. Uh, Bailey was running AD, ATDP Palpatine. Uh, two jet troopers, a riot, uh, two elite jet troopers, of course, uh, regular riots, an officer, Zilla Technique, and Rule by Fear. Okay. So right away I knew that I had to tear down his ADDP to get rid of the Absolutely. charge generators, and which Absolutely. I did. I, uh, I pulled the right cards, and I burnt it down, I think, at the end of turn one. It was gone. And he had, even took out some of his you know, riots and jets, and it was pretty good. But what really <laughs> killed me was Palpatine. Palpatine, I think there was two different lightnings. Like he, Bailey really played Palpatine smart. He used the resources amazingly. With yeah. There were times he would tempt a figure of mine, and I would, or he would lightning it first, and I'd feel like I was like, okay, well, I survived with one health. I'm fine. He says, nope, that guy gets tempted, and I'm going to drop a <laughs> lightning on this guy. Like, I think there was two different turns. He killed both sets of weak ways. Maybe it was like staggered, oh. like he, like he killed one in one group and another, another in the other group. But he used his emperor ability, his lightning. He, uh, he just has like that, a one man army there with Palpatine. Palpatine is Palpatine in the right matchups is so unbelievably good. And what map was this on? This was on um, Moss Eisley Back Alleys. I believe it was the uh, control one. Uh, Okay. Stashed away? Yes. Yes. So I I definitely underestimated Palpatine. His lightning just eh, so much efficiency and before I knew it the game slipped away. I think I was at like 20 points and it just slipped away from me and he took it. Okay. All right. So, uh, oh and one, not not the most promising start. But <laughs> nope. <laughs> that's all right. Yep. Yep. Uh, Nowhere to go but up. Uh, the next game was against uh, Michael Robinson. Okay. I believe this was on Tarkin Initiative Labs on Rogue AI. Okay. I believe he was running a the world's list. I remember okay. he had uh, Greedo, IG, and a set of Weakways were his most promising figures. I think he actually was running two Weequay as well. Okay. Yeah, yeah, he's running two Weequay. And then, of course, he had 3PO and Gideon for focus. Uh, the most notable things about this match was I, I put 13 damage onto IG-88 with my first you know, salvo of focus, power token, of Weequay. Okay. So he ran... He just... This whole match, he ran IG-88 up and down the, the center aisle. 
I still had my guys behind the door, you know, hidden, focused. I was just powering up my other set. Him and Greedo, uh, IG88 and Greedo scored 14 points worth of objective points. Oh, oh man. Uh, I don't believe he got a single kill on me this game. And okay. I think I took it from just, you know, picking out his weak way when they would stick their heads out. And then eventually, um, I, I played this game very, very cautiously, especially after the first one. And eventually, so like, I, you know, sniping the weak way. And eventually, I you know came out and took out IG88 with uh, celebration to end the game. So okay, that's awesome. I mean, obviously, putting that much damage on IG at the very beginning of the game means he can't blaze. Yes, you know, for free anymore. So that's honestly that is what, going. Yeah, that's what took it. But he did a very good job using like what he had with Greedo and IG88 to uh, to score that many objective points. It was pretty <laughs> kind of crazy there. That's awesome. Okay, so but you are now uh, one and one. So. Mm-hmm. We're doing good. We're doing better. Yep. All right. Uh, my next match was against uh, Robert Crawley. It was uh, v- Vader, ADTP, Palpatine, Jet Trooper. I hate uh, this list. <laughs> Solo, Rule by Fear, and Motivation. Oh, I hate this list. Yeah, I saw I saw Palpatine in the DP, and I thought I was going for round two, but then I saw Vader come out. So, yeah. uh, oh my goodness. So again, at the start, I put, uh, the damage into the DP. Um, j- listen to this. I, so I killed the DP. So that's 16 hit points, correct? Yep. Uh, yes. Um, how much damage? Let's see. Palpatine has, I put 10 damage into Palpatine. And okay. Palpatine, then, I think has 12 health. Uh, 13, 13. 13. Okay. And then I take Vader down to eight health. That was my okay. salvo of my four uh, hidden focused power tokened quays with the, the Claudite. That was, that was salvo. one salvo? Well, I, I'd say so, yeah. That was like the two quays popping out, and then I think one quay focused onto Palpatine with a card. Oh, and then the other uh, quay used like heightened reflexes on Vader. So, yeah, so oh he, my gosh. Yeah. yeah, so that was my, that was my you know, burst out of the doors. And that would have killed. How much damage is that? That's like eight to eighteen plus sixteen. <laughs> That's a number. That's how much is eighteen plus sixteen? Thirty-four. Thirty-four damage, and I killed one figure. So oh, uh, <laughs> not the best feeling. No, Robert told me that he loves it when like because I I, were, I really wanted to run Palpatine with Vader for the longest time, and Robert, yeah. I, I asked Robert about that, and he told me that Palpatine doesn't really go good with Vader. It goes good, goes good with the DP. So, okay, when, I can so see that. when the DP burns down, he says he wants me to shoot Palpatine because that's less damage onto Vader. I never yeah, killed Vader point. or Palpatine that round. I actually, um, I think that was the uh, droid mission priority message. Okay. I think I just played that very cautiously. This game came down to the last cards and the last dice. Uh, it came down mm-hmm. to me playing take initiative and him not having negation. And me re-rolling one of his black dice on a jet trooper into a single, and then killed his jet oh. trooper by two, so he couldn't Zillow. And that's what oh, took the game. Wow. It was it was so close. Like the amount of damage he absorbed was absolutely disgusting. It was it was the reason why I fear imperialists. It's yeah. If I can get a shot on them, it's probably not even going to be enough to kill him. So so barely yeah. barely took that game. Barely. Awesome, awesome, awesome. And again, what was his name? Your opponent? Uh, Robert Crawley. Okay, cool. Very cool. 
So two and so two and one, doing good. Two and one, feeling good. Uh, my next match was against Lance Kennedy. This was I had a lot of fun playing against Lance. He was running a heroic effort rebel list. Uh, oh, uh, I mentioned this earlier about uh, the heroic effort card. He had the prize card from the Store Champs. It was actually the pri- the TO card from Store Champs. And I joked with him at the start saying, oh, uh, you can't use that. It's not attached to anybody because the prize card actually says attachment on it. Oh, that's right. Yeah. Even though it's a skirmish upgrade. So me and Lance just had a lot of fun playing this game. But he was running a heroic effort list. Uh, Leia Organa, Ahsoka Tano, I think Jen and MDH. But I know he had Hera and Gideon, R2, Rebel High Command, 3PO, and then heroic effort. I am a big fan. Big fan. Yeah, uh, he was. This was on the uh, weapons one, so okay. I felt like I kind of had an advantage going into this. You know, place the green ones on the side with Greedo, just you know, power him up. Uh, he tried playing Ahsoka using her maneuverability to find an opening in my like you know, my bunch of figures that were you know focusing, hiding, getting tokens. But the white dice honestly don't do so good against. No, <laughs> no. Nope. If you have the right cards, like heightened reflexes you don't have to fear that dodge results and the yeah. weak quake can just make you re-rolling if i don't have it so ahsoka yeah, burned exactly. down. he yep. really he he played leia the best he could with her healing powers i really think he did have mbh because he he really got a lot of use out of her and in fact he i forgot leia was a spy so he actually hit me with a comms disruption yeah. at one point so but once Leia burnt down, that was basically the game. But I had a blast yeah. playing against Lance. It was a really good, yeah. really good time. He's a he's a new member of the Slack channel, and he's an awesome guy. And that is the thing about that list is it's got like a few tricks up its sleeve, right? Like with Leia, she's been out for so long, yes. but they're just so fragile, so yes. fragile. Yes. So yeah, but awesome. Well, well played. Well played, both well of you. Well played to Lance. Well played. There you go. Uh, the second list, second, uh, so I'm going into this, let's see, that's two and two and one. So now you're three and one. Oh, three and one. Yes. Okay. So round five, your opponent is Kyle Allen. Yes. Kyle Allen was also, running a, also a member of the Slack channel. Nice. He was also running a, uh, rebel. I believe it was a heroic effort list. He had Han. No, no, it wasn't heroic effort. Cause he had echo based troopers. I remember. Oh, yeah. I remember he took those out, and I saw them, and I, was, I asked him what those were because I've, I've never <laughs> seen, I've never seen them. What do those guys do? Yeah, uh, negate my pierce is what they do. It was very frustrating playing against them. Uh, yeah, he had echo based troopers, Han and Chewie, and I believe he had the care package. I know he had Gideon and three PO. Okay. All right. So I think this game also highlighted again. Just what I uh, the fragility of rebel lists. Uh, he he tried uh, body blocking Han towards the top side of his list, but once I found like the right opening, you know, dump the cards on him. Well, first lose yeah. lose all that to on the lamb, but uh, do that again. You can get rid of the dodge, and then Han is gone. Uh, yeah, absolutely. Chewie ran forward and tried to you know avenge his partner's death, but. Yeah, it just all that damage just kind of took it out. Yeah, I mean Chewie is Chewie's got some great things going for him, but his inability to his he, he cannot take rolling a black and a white dice where the white dice cannot dodge, and obviously it really can't dodge against yeah. weak ways. But he just does not have the durability. You know, he can't he can't take it. So 
Yeah, yeah. He definitely, you know, popped a weak way's head for that, but he we took him down. Uh, the yeah. Echo Base Troopers were they were a bit tough. Uh, Tough to take down. Wasn't used to the their environment suits, but yeah. But you know they go. They went down eventually too, and then that was th- round five. Yeah, we. Uh, the, I really the Echo Base Troopers are really interesting because there was a time they made it was the world's. I think the DT's. Um, I'm, I'm going to say his first uh, world's win. He played Ra- Ra- Leia Troopers in the final, and I think it was. Echo Base Troopers with Rebel Troopers. And they were, I remember watching the game. I wasn't really in the game at that point, but I remember watching it on the FFG thing, the FFG stream, and just thinking how incredibly durable those Echo Base Troopers were. And obviously that was kind of a different time, but even still, you know, eight points for eight health and they negate one pierce. That's not too bad. Yeah, they, they definitely have their uses. Awesome. So uh, this is going to be round six. Yep. And so my final, so I'm starting to like get a little more confident. I think I've, I was asking a bunch of people, oh, what's the cut? Uh, what do, how do I have to win this next one? Does it all hinge on this? Get a little bit nervous. So my last opponent was Carl LeFrancois. Ah, he's back. Yes, he is. So, um, I. So at this point, you're one, two, three, four, four and one. Four at this and point. one. Okay. So I'm. I'm not really sure what the uh, what Carl was completely running. I know that he had a very cool looking Captain Taro, two sets mm. of jets, three Imperial officers, and I think he had some other. I'm not really sure what else he was running with that. I think maybe Palpatine. Okay. Um. So by this time, I recognized who Carl was. <laughs> so <laughs> I was feeling a little bit of more of the uh, intimidation factor, <laughs> the- but. Oh great! Yeah, but I was also feeling a little more, you know, confident. Like this was, this was I was what you said four and one at nationals, yep. and I was like, what am I, what am I doing here at nationals? How am I doing this well? So, and I also knew this was all kind of hinged on this. So, Carl kind of played his tarot a little bit too aggressively. Like he came by, got a sneaky flamethrower shot on my guys, but then I, you know, just dumped the focus. Uh, focus tools on the jobs. They're like barely, you know, that like large figures kind of stick out around the corner. This was on uh, yep. Moss Isley back alleys for the uh, the capture one. Okay. And so like Taro, Taro was just barely sticking out, which was enough to take it out, which was a pretty big swing towards the start. Um, I think he even made a comment that that was a bit of a misplay. Mm. Um, let's see. Trying to remember how this game went. I think I just kind of focused on the Jets. I knew Palpatine was – yeah, I'm pretty sure he was running Palpatine. I knew I knew what Palpatine was capable of from the earlier games. Yes, indeed. I also knew that if you can knock out one of the Jets, you can really, really lower their efficiency. So I really focused on those. And I think after a while, he kind of uh, retreated his Jets – and had them on a crate duty, like running them back and forth. I think that's what he sort of uh, resigned to was running his jets back with his officers to capture the crates. And not bleed any more points. Right, right. Yep. Which is what, with my list with Celebration and Jabba, it's really designed to have some point-stealing power to it. Absolutely. I think that's how I took that game was a swing onto Palpatine with Celebration. And then I think I sniped an officer towards the end. Yeah, I think that's how that game ended was with that. Awesome. 
So that finished the day five and one. So I knew I was safe for the cut. Uh, Carl, yeah. fantastic game against Carl. He was a really friendly opponent. Uh, we went to go to the, the little board to see if he made the cut. And by fractions of a point for MOV, he was in ninth place. Oh, man. So uh, just the look on his face, just it just killed me inside. I felt so bad for him. That is a bummer. Uh, that is, I mean, like that because that meant that both. of Well, I guess maybe not you. If you would have lost, you would have ended up pretty close to that same spot. Yeah, I think mm. I think this game also uh, I moved with Java just because it was towards the end. <laughs> I made a comment saying this. You've seen it here first. Uh, Jabba actually moved in a uh, Here we go. organized play event. But <laughs> it, was a, it was a very close game. It came down to like the last couple of points. So anyways, finish day one. I make the cut. I, I can't believe it. I didn't think I had actually signed up for a, uh, a small Destiny tournament for Sunday because I, I bought a Gen Con Pass for Sunday and Saturday. Okay. Uh, I bought it for Sunday because, you know, if I ever, like I thought to myself, if I make the cut, I have to have a pass for, you know, Sunday, so I may as well. But then I also thought, what's the chances of me making the cut? So I signed up for a, uh, like a small little Destiny tournament on the side <laughs> because I, I didn't fully <laughs> expect myself to do this well. Which, yeah, that's awesome. So I, I, I like went home that night just thinking like, oh my goodness, like, <laughs> like what, this is absolutely unbelievable. That is awesome. That is very, very awesome. All right, so my first game was against, I think it was against Matej Drogny. Uh, I think it's, yes, yes. He has made top 16 at Worlds in IA, and he's also, turns out, bonkers good at Destiny, which he doesn't tell anybody. least has never, uh, he, I, I did not know this until I was, I've gotten into Destiny recently, and I was looking, I'm like, oh, Matei, that guy is like really good at IA. So it turns out he's bonkers good at everything. Apparently. Nice, nice. I think he was running another uh, world's list, I believe. It was uh, IG Weekway. Mm. IG Weekway, Hera, Gideon, 3PO, uh, the works, you know? Okay. Um, I think the biggest swing was from turn one. He, uh, I had Intel leak in my hand, and so I wanted to wait till he, you know, hit Scomplink, hit you know his draws and whatnot. Yeah. But he plays Devotion. Nope. Wait. Oh. No. 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 Single. Singular purpose. My bad. <laughs> singular purpose on IG to draw Blaze of Glory into his deck. And when I see okay. that, I activate my Claudite and smack that out with Intel Link. Turn oh one. man! So and and the the tears of the IG player are a are sweet sweet for us spies. Yep. So IG, you know, he really had no choice but to play him aggressively, and you know, he burnt down. I think he had a really good moment of hitting a range ten or eleven shot with a Weequay. Onto one of Holy my smokes. one of my hidden weak ways, and it killed it. Oh my gosh! Like Hera is absolutely <laughs> unbelievable what she can do. Yeah, so, turns out she's pretty good. <laughs> yeah, turns out there's a reason why people include her. Yeah. Um, this was on Uscrew, by the way. Uscrew. Which one? This was on the control one, and I remember this okay. one because I held Greedo there on the table in the center for the first. Mm. So getting that extra four points there. And I held Greedo there for about two turns before his Greedo came in there and started having like a Greedo fight. So yeah. that eight extra points 
really like help the swing. I think I won that game mostly by control and, you know, taking out IG. Absolutely. I mean, that'll do it. Yep. So I'm in the top four. (laughs) Can't believe it. Uh, My next opponent is Jonathan Messmore. Okay. This was another really fun match. Jonathan, like, he's a really good guy. Had lots of laughs with him. I asked him if he was in the Slack channel, and he laughed and said, like, yeah, I think his answer was something along the lines of, no, he needs to be uh, less online. Yeah, uh, he's, I, he's, not, he's not in the Slack channel. However, those of you who play X-Wing will have heard of John Messmore because he, I don't know what, like, what his thing has been. I have, I've been out of the X-Wing scene recently, but John just is bonkers good at x-wing I and mean, he was like making top 16 at worlds he was winning everything i mean like when i was into x-wing i heard his name all the time so he's a super 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 good player <laughs> turns out he's also really good on the ground too so ah, there you go <laughs> but i told him he needs to join the slack channel because it needs like some more of his you know his type of charm it's really good guy uh yeah like th- th- here's an example of like how much of a good guy he was there was a moment he played uh, positioning advantage. He, he he misplayed it. He played it before he wanted to do a reroll or whatnot. Uh, okay. Uh, he was running. Uh, he was a really strange list. He was running first. I should probably talk about. Uh, he was running IG Vento, uh, the Jawa who brought along R two three PO and Chopper. And I think okay. he was running Alliance Smugglers as well. I, I remember he was running – he had some sort of runners that weren't hired guns. Very interesting list. This was on the uh, Moss Eisley back alleys, the, uh, the one where you have to move the crates. Okay. Um, he had, So anyways, he played position advantage when he wasn't supposed to, and he uh-huh. asked me if he could you know, take that back to his hand. And I asked the judges first if he could. And the judge looked at me and told me it was up to me. So I told myself that the only way I'd regret this is if I lost this game by, you know, one damage. So I let him take it. I let him take it back to his hand. And there was a moment where, you know, Vento, being the pesky little brat he was, put a bleed onto 3PO. Oh, yeah. Even though I put bleed onto somebody else before and I knew perfectly well how, you know, bleed works and everything, I thought 3PO – I thought bleed only really affected – like actions. I didn't really think it did like, you know, movement. So I moved three PO took the damage. And then I said, I'm going to, uh, I'm going to, you know, heal. I'm going to focus. And then he kind of looked at me like, Oh, well, you know, they'll kill your three PO. And I was like, Oh, you know, I'm not going to do that. I'm going to heal instead. He says, okay, well then you should probably take off your, you know, your damage so you can heal first and then move. (laughs) <laughs> so he's letting me go back and correct like what I did, and I kind of I kind of pause for a moment, and just look at him, like wondering what's happening because you know this is top four at uh, North American, and then he kind of like you know says, "There you go, see, you let me keep my card, I'll let you heal three PO." Hey, I'm I am all about this. Grace for grace, that like, is awesome. That type of like that type of showmanship right there. That that's what this community needs. Absolutely. Um, I think what took the game though was. Uh, he he pulls out he uh, drops blaze gets some kills with it tries to you know ig's hurting because you know my return fire is pretty brutal he tries to body block with the java up near the uh, moisture evaporator you know up towards the top part of the map sure uh he kind of forgets that you can see through a corner you can do corner shots through figures mm. 
So as soon as he, you know, moves the Jabba there to block the shot, Greedo comes springing up there and takes the corner shot onto him. And he even kind of admits that's where the game went. And after he loses IG, Vento, I think he was running Greedo. I think he lost his Greedo as well. It's just yeah. a capture game to take it. But very, yeah, just, very, yeah. Just, just math at that point. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I can't believe, though, that I misplayed against his chopper on turn one. Uh, I learned on I learned on Vassal that the trick to Chopper is you know usually you don't go for the terminal like you let Chopper go last and I yeah. moved my job onto the terminal to uh, <laughs> just to get some activation out there and he gives me the good old system shock and I, I just felt like such a fool for not even realizing that just walking right exactly. into it exactly like that was such a misplay right there so yeah so anyways we're on to the uh the, the final, final game. game, and I, I <laughs> I'm in a kind of a bit of a state of disbelief here. Yeah. My final game was against. Let me pull it up here. It was against Brian Marks. Brian. Yeah, Brian Marks. So we're gonna have him. We are gonna have him on. Let's see. This next coming weekend, I'm gonna have him on. He's gonna go to a store championship, and then he's gonna give a report. So nice. That'll be really nice to hear. Um. So I believe Brian was playing against Hassan when I finished up my match. Uh, ah, yeah, ah, good old Hassan. Hassan, yeah, I know. Another. It was really good to put uh, faces to names. Yeah, going indeed. to Gen Con, not just seeing people as you know salt shaker emojis and whatnot. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. Very, That's all Hassan is—is is the salt shaker. <laughs> That's what it seemed to me. So very nice to see these people. Very very friendly group in person. So I'm watching this game finish and I see that Brian is kind of taking the upper hand and I start to get a little bit excited because as my other two games against Rebels have gone against, I kind of realized that, you know, Rebels are kind of fragile. And if I'm going against a Rebel list, I might have a chance of taking this. So the final map is uh, Tarkin. It's the weapons one, I believe. Okay. Um, I have DB scheme, so I take the outside. You know, I want that okay. treehouse position. Uh, everything starts off normal. You know, I focus my people off. Little did I know that on the interior side of Tarkin, that red hallway right there is the Rebel Fortress. Yeah. Holy moly, this game was brutal. Uh, he had Jin. Han, Dracata, Hera, Gideon, R2, 3PO, and two smugglers. And that box with Han, <laughs> 3PO, and Jen right there in the middle corridor was... Ooh. Ooh. I, it started out with me missing some shots on the smugglers and him, like, you know, going out with Dracata and just wiping out two of my weak way, which that really yep. hurt. Uh, oh, man. Dr- Dracata is such a beast against, like, weak ways and... Um, Alliance Rangers, right? Like these figures that are six, seven health, but can't really like flex for additional, like they can't pitch with Zilla. Dracotta just eats them alive. So Dracotta really set me off at a disadvantage and I was able to put 10 damage onto Han in that exchange. Okay. And so, yeah, yeah. Han runs into the corridor in a little fortress area right there. And I'm thinking this is still possible. I have celebration. So if I pop Han, I can kind of force him to react because the time will be against him. So I start to move my guys towards like the middle. Mm. Oh my goodness, absolutely brutal. With 3PO, I couldn't get kills on Jin or Han mm. with his uh, distracting. And they have cunning, which means, you know, 
It adds. They're super blocking. Yeah. Uh, Han, he didn't even need to shoot. He just could stay there, focus, double move, and do an end of the round shot. With oh, you know, take yes. initiative, swing to do another shot and run back into the fortress. Oh my goodness! I scored one point that came from oh boy from selling. Uh, <laughs> I forget what I sold. I think it was Intel leak because my Claudite had died. I think I sold that <laughs> with Black Market. It, it was absolutely brutal. Brian played his that game so well with his positioning. I could not penetrate that fortress. It was yeah. I mean, when they when they get when the box gets formed up and once like once he's got cards in hand. It is tough to push him away. Um, Fight Wookiees, Dane Brower, he ran this list at Worlds, and I think he did pretty well with it. It's been it's it's so interesting because it's got the same deployment cards as the box. It just has Jin instead of MHD. And from what you're saying, it sounds like it plays somewhat similarly, right? Like you save up Dracada to go in and, you know, one shot some some figure from eight ninth spaces away with Hera. But I don't know. Like it, it's really, really, it's it, it's interesting because I do think it's it does have more flex power, obviously, or and definitely more offensive power with Jin. It's really interesting, just like to hear you talk about it. And I would think it would be a little bit more offensive, a little bit more mobile, and just hearing it box up. That's just not what I was expecting. I honestly feel like my other opponents I've played against would do a lot better against this. I feel like if Carl were in my shoes, I think he mm. could have won. Because he mm. had Palpatine and uh, oh, Terra yes. with oh, a flamethrower yes. that eats that fortress alive. Because now they have yeah. weakened, which gets rid yeah. of you know not just their uh, evade, but it also knocks out their potential uh, blocks that they get from coming. And, Absolutely, and, and the not, damage. And too. not yeah, I'm sorry. Not only that, yeah, it's free damage, right? T- Tarot's a box killer. Like Tarot breaks boxes. Like that's what he does. So man, he's so good. Oh, Jets and Overrun too. I'm pretty sure Carl oh, was yeah. of that as well. He could just run through there. So yep, Grenadier, all those things. Uh, I I just the other people you know, as talking after the game said like yeah, that's kind of like the defensive position there for the uh, for the Rebel player and. I was asking what would have happened if I would have, you know, taken, you know, the interior. I would never have thought to take the inside against that list. I felt like taking yeah. the exterior was always the smart choice, but hmm. <laughs> whew, rough match, but it was it was well played on his side. Awesome. Awesome, awesome. Well, so I mean, obviously, like the it sounds like the final it was not quite as close as we would have liked, but that's okay, obviously. Like, you know, you're have you had you played against something like that before in terms of like a box ish? list had you ever played like against something like that before um i want to say not quite like that i i've definitely yeah. played against 3po and han and like yes. the frustrating part of that but never any never anything like that you know tanky or that close together no, never something that could just like be comfortable sitting like that and then being able to come out and attack with that much force with dracata and a focused end of round han oh yeah so absolutely. I, I was not Dude. used to that yeah, definitely. Did he have Dracot? Do you know if he had Dracotta's arcing shot card? Um, I know he posted the uh, the cards in the Slack, oh, yeah, cha- sh- Slack channel. He had a bunch of different, bunch of weird command cards. He told me he was not running tools for the job, or he wasn't. Oh, no, that's so crazy. I, he was running a lot of accuracy cards. He said this list was purely defensively built as far as command cards went. He had like the uh, accuracy card. slippery target. Yes. Yep, yeah, Deadeye. Um, yeah, Slippery Target. Run for cover. Yeah, see, like all of those right there. Uh, Smuggler's Tricks was another yeah. one. Just, it was so 
much geared towards defense. It's it, I mean it's very cool. I wonder I would I would be interested to hear how different it was from what Dane was running at Worlds. I'm sure Dane had tools. Tools is such such a good card. And yes. I get I get the more off or defensive focus, but I don't think you can ever really justify not running tools. I'll, I'll, I'll ask Brian about it when he comes on the podcast. Gotcha. Awesome. But so even though, even with the game, you did incredibly well, right? You top two or, you know, number two at Gen Con for the North American championship. That is so very awesome. I would like to pick your brain a little bit in terms of asking some like general strategy questions. If that's all right. Okay. Um, so tell me, what did you feel was your, I mean, obviously the final was kind of a little bit strange, but what was your hardest matchup, would you say? Like, what was the thing, like, sitting across the table, you're like, I don't want to see that on the board. Um, I was definitely afraid of Vader Jets. That's what's given mm-hmm. me, you know, like, again, most hard time on Vassal. It just okay. just pr- from them closing in stomping down on me with all their power and, you know, Vader with his end of round shenanigans and jets with their overrun. Um, yeah. I honestly felt like, feel like the meta right now is in like our paper, rock, scissors sort of thing okay. with, uh, you know, scum tearing through rebels, just capitalizing with the damage on their fragility. Uh, the rebels beating Vader because they're, you know, adapted running away, pinging damage onto the, you know, the jets and whatnot. And then Imperials just destroying scum from, like, you know, swooping down on them. So, again, I I was really not looking forward to Vader matches, but thankfully, I think I only played one. And who was that again? That was the Vader ATDP. That was Robert Crowley, I believe. Yes, yeah, running the Vader ATDP that Palpatine, ter- that yeah. list. Oh man, and see, a, like that list right there list. again capitalizes of what I was afraid of in Empire <laughs> was yeah. either I don't have time to get my shots under them, or when I do get my shots under them, it's not going to matter. Yeah, I, I've played Vader matches where you know I've melted him with a set of quays with the right cards, you know, heightened reflexes and tools, but I've also played ones where not even my rerolls can save me, and he just slashes me down. Sure. Absolutely. What is, so with that being the case, like what is your, what, like what is your strategy? What is your advice for scum players? Let's say you are not running IG for, uh, versus Vader. Like what, what do you recommend? Uh, absolutely focus shots. Um, in terms of you want, uh, you want to focus shots on Vader or like, uh, what do you mean when you say that? It depends on what you're going to kill that game. If like, if you're not going to, if you're not going to take shots onto Vader, then don't do it. Don't don't even bother with him. Like, yeah. You should be able to see towards the end, like at the start of round two, where the like um, where Vader's gonna be, yeah. As opposed to your attacking figures. Uh, mm-hmm. Another really good um, way to deal with Vader would be point denial. Uh, I wanted to run Price on their heads in my list. Yep, it's a great card. But I, I ended up running a you know, primary target, which is again was great against Vader. Mm. Uh, so celebration, Jabba, and Price on their heads. I believe Vader becomes a twenty-two point figure. Yep, so he does. You put that round one on Vader, and the Imperial player has to now reconsider what they do with him because if they lose him, and it's possible they do if you focus on him. Absolutely. Then yeah, there goes their game. It's over half. So with that being the case, I mean, obviously, you know, don't attack Vader unless you're going to kill Vader. 
is your first thought as a scum player, I'm going to kill Vader if he presents the opportunity? Or is your first thought, I'm not going to kill Vader unless he really presents the opportunity? Um, generally, I'm thinking that I'm probably not going to kill him. Because okay. usually, like, uh, like as with most queen pieces, people tend to save them for last, see where their opponent yes. develops their board first, and then they move yep. them first. It's like with the, uh, the ADDP... He presented that one the start of the round, and I yep. knew that because I talked to a, I talked to, I talked to Lance about that. Actually, I talked to Lance mm-hmm. afterwards about it, but he said that the DP can get up to five shots with Palpatine because he's running new orders. So, yeah. actually, no, I think I talked to Bailey about that, and so Bailey kind of gave me like the uh, lowdown on what to expect. So I knew at very least I had to break the charge generators on the DP. Yeah. So Vader was kind of like a second thought. The eight damage came onto Vader after Palpatine and the DP, which again okay. that was kind of a mistake. I should have saved that for, you know, maybe a set of jets or Palpatine. Okay. But definitely, like he presented the DP, I knew I had to take that opportunity then because, even though my list is slower to build up with the focuses and the power tokens, you can't really just sit around with it. Yeah. You have to, you know, launch them out so you can get more focuses and power tokens in the later rounds. So with that being the case, this is my question that I always wonder about with people who are running lit like um, there are lists that are really good at contesting objectives, and then there are lists that are really good at killing people, right? And your list is obviously good at killing people and getting points from it. What is it like what are you doing when you're playing against an Imperial player who's running like a set of elite riots, right? And, and double sets of jets. What's the plan for, how are you going to hold off them getting points off of objectives? Or is your plan, I'm just going to have to eat that first round of them scoring a lot, pick off people when I can, like what, what, like what's your strategy for that? Hmm. Uh, that is where Greedo comes in. Okay. Uh, Good point. That's a great point. Greedo is fantastic with objectives uh, he can contest them, especially with riots. He can. I'd be kind of uneasy shooting a riot with Greedo if he has his okay. focus and power token on there, because I usually want to save that for a bigger figure. That's a, like a lot of damage. But yeah, definitely. Greedo does not fear shooting riot troopers. In fact, that's actually getting a lot of benefit. You know, not giving them a return shot. Mm-hmm. So Greedo does wonders as far as capturing objectives. The Claudite, once I get um, the first round of power tokens out, if, I, if I've if i gotten enough of them out, then I go into assassin mode, and the two extra movement points can really help me get to those objective points. And yeah. then with the Claudite surge powers like uh, Assassin's Blade, that also yeah. helps you know getting into the melee with the uh, Riot Troopers. Definitely. So I That's feel like those point. two figures would help me with objective control while the other ones could probably fend off some of the, the bigger pieces yeah so the game plan is do a limited con, uh, con contest on objectives with these two figures otherwise you're just going to be bleeding points for a little bit while you're gunning people down yeah very cool very very cool well colin uh, do you have any other any other like general strategy things that you learned from the tournament like your biggest takeaway what were, what are some other thoughts you had I would definitely say that uh, matchups, matchup knowledge is important. I, I did okay. a, I did a lot to look at you know the Vader, what to do against him. Uh, looking mm-hmm. at your own list is important too. So playing against the scum players, I knew r- running IG88, even though I didn't use him for the tournament, 
knowing what breaks him also really yeah. helped. Losing Blaze, knowing putting him in a damage range where you know Blaze is going to kill him, that sort of thing. I, I think maybe again, maybe it was overconfidence. Like I said, I was you know hoping I'd play against Brian. <laughs> I got my wish. I got to play against the <laughs> list. <laughs> I just didn't really. I didn't, I didn't fully comprehend the power of what you know that the the box could do. Yeah, so I would say definitely matchup knowledge is very important. Totally, I completely agree. If you could change one, th- like if you could change one thing either about your list or or how you played, what would be what would be like your big things? Uh, the first change I would probably make to my uh, Gen Con list would to be either drop. Uh, drop black market or switch the Jawa down to uh, regular Jawa. Because, <laughs> and, why, and why is that? Because my list as is is 41 points. <laughs> oh, so, man. Yeah, that's all right. Well, yeah, all right afterwards, perhaps. Uh, <laughs> what, what happened was I was laying all my figures out and I paint my elites red uh, regular screen and then like mm. uniques black and yeah. i only ever run my java as elite so i painted his base yeah. red and so seeing yeah. the red base there i grabbed the red card and that yeah. put me a point over so if if, uh, <laughs> if this was caught when i submitted my list i would have just dropped black market but it yeah, really sure. wasn't so or i mean or like uh, you know, you could have dropped the elite because you didn't need the elite in order to. You only had the two rebel figures, right? So you, and you temporary alliance them in any way, right? So right, you could, yeah. I didn't bring my regular card though, so that would have been that would have been uh, my solution. Uh, there you go. Okay, all right. That's all right. But but you should also say what you have. I mean, so this was brought up in like a Facebook post or something, and I think there was the the community's response was overwhelmingly positive i mean everyone knew everyone knew what was going down like it wasn't like anything malicious or anything like that but you also should say you you went above and beyond in terms of making it right yeah i uh i contacted ffg op to see what the situation was um i they're just accepting it they're just moving on they say they have uh no plans you know for any punishments or bans oh sure Uh, so uh, the standings still stay. I still have, you know, the pass to worlds and whatnot. Um, you got a pass to worlds. All right, never mind. I've got to go make a, a big deal about this. Sorry, it's, Colin. It's a top four. <laughs> uh, All right. Well, some uh, DT actually suggested in the uh, Slack channel that what he thought I should do was maybe pass up the prizes to people I've displaced, and okay. I, I instantly thought of Carl. And him looking oh, at yeah. the uh, looking at the uh, scoreboard and just him slowly turning around with like the look of utter defeat, missing the cut by that many points, and that was just what popped into my mind was, was like, oh no! So I shipped my mat up to Carl in Canada, oh, my top you. four mat. That is very very, and you should say what this mat is. I. Uh, they gave it to the um, – it was in the top eight players. Uh, okay. The one I had had, like, second place on it, but it's just a uh, map you can build the uh, the maps on. It has, like, Ahsoka, Vader. You can actually see it if you go onto um, Fantasy Flight's website and look up the Gen Con prizes. It's beautiful. Yes. It's absolutely beautiful. Yes. Carl missed that by fractions of a point, and I felt mm. bad by kind of – 
being like directly responsible in a way for that by not fairly giving him a match. And I, again, I hope I can play all of my opponents again, not just because they were great people, but because I want to give them like a, a fair fight, you know? There you go. There you go. So. Well, I mean, I, I am, I will be the first person to say, and again, the community was awesome. Slack community, like everyone was cool about it, but I'm not, obviously everyone should submit le- legal lists, but it wasn't that big of a deal. And I will go to the mats on that one, right? Like where there's things where that people do where it's like, okay, yeah, you probably shouldn't do that. And then they're like just honest to goodness mistakes, you know, like for a long time on Vassal, I was running my box and it was a built off of a box in which I was running heroic effort. And then I had just switched out a few things, put in Alliance Smugglers, but I still kept Heroic Effort. And I think in a few games that mattered, I actually used Heroic Effort, just not even thinking about it, right? And so, I mean, stuff like that happens, but it's more important, like you said, like uh, we were saying with Messmore, right? Like, that we give grace to each other. Like, that's what enables a community to grow. And I absolutely appreciate, like, that response from the community. Good, very good, good. So I think one thing that, uh, as far as changing up the lists, I think one of the things I discovered over the summer, <laughs> much to my frustration, was you can't have everything. Uh, you can have guns, you can have runners, you can have support, you can have card draw, but you really can't fit all of that together. Maybe that should have been a red flag to me that I was being able to you know, draw with black market and get a somewhat decent gun out of the uh elite java yeah uh as far as changing my list goes hmm i really hate to drop the claudite but i almost feel like that would be the safer option yeah uh as opposed to like what else like what else would you be thinking about dropping uh hmm I mean, and like, what are you dropping the Claudite for? I guess I should say. I think Onar. Okay. All right. That's fair. Um, I, I didn't bring Onar because, for the same reason, I didn't bring IG88. Uh, I feel like you know, bringing you know Onar, maybe I was a little bit too aggressive with him. The only difference is you have to be aggressive with Onar. You yeah, just definitely. have to choose your time of aggression. I was kind of you know using him as that first round attacker, when really Onar. How he really shines is uh, he comes in there, uses his rush ability to get that ping damage and kill a figure, and then use his uh, really powerful close-range attack. Absolutely. And he, he pairs great with Jabba with the focus and then order hit. Yeah, because he's just going to cause problems from the second he like descends into the melee. Right. Because he can't be one shot, right? Which is not a thing you can say for a lot of six point figures, right? Most six point figures can get one shot. He's not going to get one shot, and that is a big deal. Um, maybe find a way to uh, run R two. Maybe switch out Java mm. for find a way to fit R two and Java and oh yeah, R two and Hera for Java and Black Market because you still okay. have draw. And then yep. you still have Hera's ability. And you're losing focus, which is, you know, that's never a good thing. But especially with Doubt coming out, I think yes, Hera's, Hera's uh, power with her surge and her range also, I think that would also be, uh, I think that would almost be better in a way than the extra focus. So I, I think that's the change I would make was swap those two in for Java and Black Market. I like that. I like that a lot. Do you have plans for so when doubt doubt comes down the line, 
what are your plans in terms of like, are you going to keep <laughs> running lists like this? Like, uh, what do you, what's the plan? Kind of the same plans for Armada when the Superstar Destroyer drops, uh, switching period. <laughs> there you go. Um, That's right. I don't know. Uh, I've been thinking about this type of list, like uh, a focus heavy, you know, buff the quays type of list, how that's going to survive with doubt. Um, I definitely want to try it out to see if it can survive against a doubt heavy environment. Um, but I also really want to switch back to Vader kind of going back to when I first started playing the game. I Mm. really want to experiment with, you know, Vader in a defensive way with the, um, I know there's a card singular purpose lets you do, uh, the same action twice, correct? Yes. Uh, is there any other cards you can do that with an action? You get like a multiple actions with, uh, I don't know if there is, but just like, you know, theory crafting, you know, get like a, you know, choke with Vader, two chokes with Vader with a, you know, singular purpose, end of round choke, start around choke. How much damage is that right there? That's like, I mean, six, da- six damage, three like strain. Damage right oh, start, and with a start around, that's eight damage, four strain. Yeah, and you don't even need to run up and do that. You can just, like, knock out maybe a, a gun, a weak way with that, put a bunch of damage on a Han. I really want to experiment yeah. with that type of that type of play. I don't know okay. how Vader's going to do when Lethal drops, but I kind of want to start to explore the Imperial side of things in Imperial Assault. That will be, yeah, fair. That will be a good time to do it, because word on the street is Vader's going to be pretty good. So, or continue to be pretty good, we should say. Okay. Um, all right. Well, Colin, we want to thank you for an awesome, awesome, awesome report and very many congratulations on your epic show at Gen Con. Thank you so much. It will be awesome to see you at Worlds. Do you have plans for any other big tournaments? Are you going to be going to Nova or anything like that? Um, I don't think I'm going to go to Nova. That is quite a bit of a... A how far of a drive is how far of a drive is that oh from my goodness to uh to arlington uh let's find out real quick shorter drive than uh to minnesota that's for sure i'm probably gonna have to fly out there if <laughs> fair, I go. totally fair did you go to have you been to worlds before no 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 gen con this was my first ever gen con that i've ever gone to so the, just being able to see this like you know see like this like ocean of uh like Star Wars, Fantasy Flight, all d- manner of uh, tabletop Nerddom. stuff. Yes, there you go. <laughs> that's uh, in full in full force. Um, well, that's going to be awesome. And I don't know. I don't think we've said this on the episode, but you're also a big fan of Armada. Yes. You're also into X Wing. So I mean, you're just like FFG's dream fanboy. <laughs> a uh, a Paul Heaver who's not reached his full potential <laughs> that's right that's right one day one day one day, day getting there <laughs> that's awesome well again we want to congratulate you for your epic awesome showing at uh at gen con i want to thank you for having me on here like i said i we, spent the cu- last couple months listening to uh different podcasts this one's definitely been a, a really big source of help as far as you know the overall strategy and whatnot so it's just absolutely fantastic that i finally get on here i want to say thanks for yeah, that yeah that- Hey, you are very welcome, and thank you, thank you very much for listening. Um, we're we're glad that we were able to shape and form you into a second place champion. <laughs> soon you will, soon you will be, soon you will be the champion, and I will get all of the credit. Absolutely, so. absolutely, <laughs> credit is or credit. Does.
That's right. Awesome. Well, we want to thank you again for coming on. We want to encourage everyone to join us on the Slack channel. And so like Colin, you can go from starting Imperial Assault to getting second place at Gen Con. Not, not bad showing. That's a quite a, quite an advertisement for the Slack channel. We also encourage everyone to support us on Patreon by going to patreon.com slash Zion's Finest. Thank you so much, Colin. Thank you so much, Kenny.